Your podcast starts after this quick message from Clear. The average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for allergens and germs to get in your nose and body and wreak havoc. That is, unless you regularly clean your nose and sinuses. So for healthy breathing and a strong body, use Clear Nasal Spray. Clear is a natural nasal spray featuring xylitol, an ingredient clinically proven to work against bacteria and effectively clean, not just rinse, your nose. Clear Nasal Spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. In fact, in a recent study, researchers found that xylitol nasal sprays like Clear are just as effective as leading medicated nasal sprays. For better breathing, get Clear today. That's spelled X-L-E-A-R. You can find it at all major retailers, CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, Sprouts, Whole Foods, and everywhere else. The Dr. Taz Show. The podcast. Dr. Taz. Superwoman Wellness. Here's Dr. Taz. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Taz Show, Superwoman Wellness, where you know on every episode of the show, I am determined to bring you back to your superpower self. So in that light, we have a very unique guest. We have Leah Vandervelt. She is an author, a tarot reader, and founder of Witchy Wellness and the Nourish Exchange, Drawing on her background in print and digital media, culinary nutrition, Reiki, tarot, herbalism, and mindfulness, Leah writes about well-being with a focus on intuition. She reads tarot for individuals and writes monthly taroscopes through the lens of self-care and making positive changes. Welcome to the show, Leah. Thank you for having me. We're thrilled to have you. I've got to tell you a funny story. I don't know if I'm revealing too much about myself. I don't know if my audience will ever listen to me again, but in residency, I actually learned a little bit of tarot reading. And when we were slow on the floors or in the emergency rooms or things like that, I would, we would literally all sit at a table and we would try to interpret all these different tarot cards. And it's like, they used to make fun of me. They were like, all you need now is like the gypsy hat and a little tent saying $5 here and we're good, you know? So, um, so that was my only probably you know, my main experience with it. So tell me a little bit about this journey of yours. You have like 50 different skills piled up into one. Oh person. My God. So tell me, <laughs> tell me exactly how this all evolved. Yeah. First of all, I love that you were the residency. <laughs> so. um, that's amazing. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like my entire career path has been a total journey. Um, and I was really focused on food. I was a food editor for Mind Body Green for a couple of years. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's how I know your name. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I was like, why do I know the same? Why do I know the same? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Connection. All right. There we go. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Um, and so I think that was, like, my real, like, entry point to wellness. I think yeah. it is for a lot of people. You know, it's, like, very easy. We're eating three times a day. Like, it's, it's what we're thinking about. It's most top of mind in wellness. Right. Um, and yeah, just from there, once I started to really feel good, I started dabbling with, um, you know, the concepts of intuitive eating. And then from there, I just kind of went to the more mindfulness practices and that eventually led me to tarot. And I just find it to be such a beautiful um, kind of conduit for the intuition. And I, I love, I'm a really visual person. I studied art history. So mm -hmm. there's something about having that tangible and visual element that can be an expression of our intuition that I just find 
so much fun and can kind of tie together so many of my passions. Well, tapping into our intuition is such an important skill to have. And I know it it would have saved me if I had just listened to it some along the way, you know, so it guides us, it directs us, but oftentimes our intellect overrides it. How, you know, for somebody listening today, what is tarot? What does it mean to them? People think tarot and for, for some, they think tarot and witchcraft. For some, they think tarot and witchcraft and evil, like all that kind of lines up together. So help us dispel the myths and explain and break down what tarot really is. And, and, and this is to me comparable to a conversation I have. I don't know if you know Dr. Jennifer Freed, who's a psychological astrologer, but she broke down beautifully how astrology is not like just your reading in the weekly newspaper. There's like an art to it. There's a science to it. It's very in-depth. So I have a feeling that's where tarot is headed too. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's, I mean, I know for a lot of people, there is this sort of shadow side to it where they really um, are a little bit afraid of it. And I think I was too at the start when I first started picking up a deck. There are a lot of scary imagery and Mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's kind of a polarizing thing, but what it really um, boils down to is that it's just a way to connect your sort of like mind and spirit in a way that like it can just be so simple and I don't know if you've ever heard of the concept of the hands being an extension of the heart Mm -hmm. Um, and so whenever you're sort of pulling from a tarot deck you're the one who is conducting the magic like the cards don't hold anything scary or anything that you're not willing to let you know communicate with you. It's more about your relationship to your spirit and to your intuition and kind of to the broader universe around you. Um, And yeah, I just think it's a, it's a great practice for getting in touch with yourself. How did tarot even like, what's the history of tarot? Like, where did it start? And I don't know anything about that. Yeah, it has such a nebulous history. It's really, um, I think the earliest decks can kind of be traced back to medieval times. Mm-hmm. The The current deck that I work with and that a lot of people learn on is the Smith weight deck. And that was only um, created in the early 1900s, but it's building on imagery and sort of symbolism that goes back. Like some of the symbolism is Egyptian. Some of it's right. kind of old Renaissance. Like it really draws on so many different, backgrounds and spiritual practices that it kind of the one of the best parts about it is that it really like belongs to everyone it doesn't it doesn't come from a specific lineage it's like Mm -hmm. kind of just this cool things building on other things throughout its inception it's so fascinating and so how would one use tarot in a proper way like is it where you always go to a professional it is it a deck you can order online and uh, use it to guide your intuition and how does it feed your intuition and support your intuition maybe break that down for us a little bit sure yeah um well my personal opinion is that if anyone's interested in trying tarot they should absolutely pick up a deck themselves and just start learning Um, One of the practices that I really recommend is to start a tarot journal. If you are interested in it and you find yourself with a deck, you can even have an oracle deck, which is kind of, you know, it's a similar concept, but it's often more spelled out for you. You can kind of pull a card that says, you know, reflect on the past today, or, you know, it's, it's much more literal than reading the sometimes obscure images in the tarot, but 
starting with a tarot journal and pulling a card a day and just journaling on what your gut instincts are, what, what your initial reactions are to that card and how it makes you feel and sort of where that fits in the context of your life is a great way to start. And getting a professional reading, of course, is a great entry point and can build on your at-home practice. But I really love to empower people to try it out for themselves. So I love that. So this is something we could do on our own. You don't necessarily have to make an appointment or go somewhere or find someone or things like that because it's so... No, it's it's definitely about empowering yourself. And that's the way I use the deck first and foremost. And so is the point of tarot to help us tap into our intuition? And what do you think is happening there? Do Are we just all blocked from it? Or how do we get back in touch with it? You know, I think that I have good seasons and bad seasons with it is probably the best way to describe it. I have moments where I'm like in my flow and I journal and I meditate and I'm highly intuitive. And then like other demands pick up, like my husband needs me more, my kids need me, or there's something else going on where I'll sacrifice that time. And then I notice that I lose that intuitive sense a little bit. Talk to us a little bit about the power of intuition and how to tap into it and listen to it in a consistent fashion. Yes, I totally feel you on all of that. I'm definitely like I had a baby a year and a half ago and that that kicks in a whole different type of intuition, but it's it sort of, you know, you need to recalibrate um, when new things in life happen to you. Um, but I, I do think it's just such an essential tool and it's something we all have access to. Like we all have intuition, but I do think we do get blocked the stresses of everyday life. And especially like, I know it's like a, just a point that's brought up endlessly, but really like taking some time away from our phones and our screens yep. do a huge amount for our intuition. Like I think nature just getting into like the backyard and putting my bare feet on the ground yeah, and really just being there for a minute, it doesn't have to be that long, but there's certain things like that. Nature is definitely being one of them. And also I'll combine that with like the breath and just breathing consciously for a minute or two. And that really kind of putting you back in touch with your center, I think is the kind of body feeling that I get from it. But yeah, it can just be those little moments in the day where you're able to kind of pivot put down your phone and just right. kind of take a minute to check in with yourself. I think that's like, I think we're asking too much of the intuition sometime if we're just expecting it to like fire off yeah. um, when we, when we need it, you know, it's taking a little bit of time and space to let it come forth. So my, so the way I know, so the way I receive intuitive messages, I don't know if that's the right wording. It's mm -hmm. almost like a flash. I'll have like a flash of thought is everyone's experience different? Some people feel it, right? They feel it physically, like in their gut or in their throat or in their heart. Um, what are some of the most common manifestations that it's your intuition speaking, not your intellect to help guide you as you're making decisions? Yes, um, I definitely think it lives in the body for sure. It's normally a body feeling. Um, and like you said, everyone kind of feels it slightly differently. You can feel it, you know, by your belly button, you can feel it in your chest. And it's, it is kind of like creating that practice of just asking it questions, mm -hmm. to really get a feel for where you're even feeling it. Cause sometimes we, we don't know until we're really, you know, intimately right. connected with it. Um, but 
I do think that, I think it is one of those things where it will feel differently for everyone, but it's also like really tuning into that first little response because I do find and the more I talk to people about this and the more I've learned about it is that it is like that second thought that comes in, that's the brain and the sort of intellect taking over there. Um, and that's often the louder one. So that's the one that we pay the most attention to, but really like it's paying attention to that first little nudge and whether that's like a flash of a thought, a feeling in your body, like an uh-uh, uh-huh, like yeah, really that first bit. And it's like capturing that and being able to like know that you felt it and be aware of it. And then you can kind of be like, okay, yeah, the brain's firing up now. It's getting scared. Like it doesn't think that I should listen to this, but often it is the quieter of the two, but the first one. That, that's helpful, I think. I think that many of us ignore that first thought or try to rationalize our way out of it. Now, how is the, in, the importance or what is the importance of intuition when it comes to overall health and wellness? We understand it maybe from a spirit sense, maybe from a life sense even, and that's where tarot fits in because tarot is trying to help us tap into that intuitive sense. But how does that help us with health and wellness? I think the biggest part of it is just because we're all so unique and, you know, you can read as many articles, you know, research papers, blogs, anything that you want, but to really know what's right for you and your body and your mind, um, you, you have to kind of listen to what's inside of you and what you know about yourself and really taking that to heart. Um, and, that can be, you know, your advocate. Anytime you're in a difficult situation, you don't know what to do. It's like, that is the discerning piece for finding what the right path is for you. And like, I think it's, it can be, you know, you can feel like interested in something, right? And you hear something like tarot or whatever it might be and think, oh, like I'm somehow a little bit interested. I'm a little bit drawn to that. But then your mind pops up saying like, oh, that's weird. That's like too woo woo for me. Right. And you back off, but if you're really honoring your intuition, you might, you know, want to go towards something like that. And, you know, different for different foods you want to eat. Like if you want to talk about eating intuitively and it might not be something that, yeah, you would have thought of based on your logical research, but it might do you some good. So how does intuitive eating work now that you bring that up? Because Again, I would assume so many of us are just in a high stress state all the time that we're not tapped into intuition. So to eat in an intuitive way is almost like, you know, how do we do that when we're not tapped in to begin with? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yes. I think the eating intuitive piece is, it's really challenging when you're going from, especially like, I, I love learning about nutrition. Like I'm all about, you know, just eating in a way that makes you feel good, but the intuitive piece kind of takes it a little bit deeper and it really is about getting you in touch with you and your body and your own personal, like unique type of wellness that you need. Um, I do think that again, little practices like before mealtimes of being able to like do a quick check-in, breathe for a minute or two, take, you know, six breaths in, six, six counts out sort of thing can really help you to just sort of center yourself. And then you kind of ask, 
what do I feel like eating? And it can just be as simple as that and following those, like any sort of like little clues that pop up, whether it's just a food or it's a dish, like, and not really judging yourself for it. Because I think that's the piece that brings people to intuitive eating. It's like they've tried everything else diet wise and they end up frustrated or feeling like a failure. And with this, it's like, if you're tapping into that intuition, you can't feel like a failure because it's what's right for you. Gotcha. That's, that's such a good point. I almost wish that there was like a intuitive powder or an oil or something. I I'm, just thinking, I'm just thinking about just even the day I had yesterday, for example, where it was just so busy. I don't know how else to describe it. It was just so, so busy with patient care and talking to people and hearing their stories, which, you know, I'm so grateful for. But by the time I walk in the door, like there's not a lot of stuff left because I'm so drained from the conversations of the day. And it would be great to have, like, we try breath work, but sometimes breath work is not enough. It would be great to have like something else that would return us back to our intuition before we sat at the table, because sure enough, like, I think I ate more than I needed to eat. You know what I mean? Like, just cause yeah. I was tired and fatigued. We didn't eat, un- we don't eat unhealthily, but it was still too much food for my size and frame. So you know, um, so I don't know, have you had other people tell you that? And, and how, how, how do we do that when we're so white at the end of the day? Yes. And that's like our main meal of the day. Yeah, I feel that. Um, well, I love kind of little tricks to kind of trigger your senses a little bit more because it is also about, you know, like trying to engage those five senses a little bit to just yeah. like bring you into the moment and ground you. And food can be really grounding, but if you're ravenous, like you're just gonna go for it, which isn't, you know, right or wrong, like it's it's okay. But I love using like a little bit of, especially when I'm super drained, a little bit of peppermint oil just on my temples okay. and on the backs of my ears. And that just kind of like gives me a little refresh and like it, it's a little tingly. You gotta be careful up yeah, here. Look in your eyes. Yeah. But it just, it, it really like, kind of like brings me, zooms me in a little bit when I want to focus on where I'm at. And like, you can light candles, you can turn on a playlist, like do those little things to like engage the sound, engage sight. Like, what do you feel? What do you smell? And like, just that can be, you know, a 20 second preparation before you sit down in addition to your meal, just kind of like try to tap into those senses a little bit more and like tune in. I like that. So really engaging all your senses, not again, I think what m- many of us do, including myself, we rely on our intellect to make choices and decisions, not on our senses. And maybe if we took a moment to pay more attention to our senses, sight, sound, smell, taste, all of these different things, then we'd be able to tap into our intuition and actually practice intuitive eating. Now you're a new mom, Leah, um, and you talk about something called magical self-care and wellness for new moms. How old is your little one? She is 16 months now. Okay. Gotcha. How's it going? It's going well. She, she's a good kid. I, I, she's a good sleeper, which is that's really beautiful. And 90, 90% of the battle is that. Yeah. But what is, um, you know, what is magical self-care first of all? And then what do you tell new moms out there? We've got a lot of moms that watch this show and 
you know, we talk a lot about superwoman wellness and there's nothing, nothing like draining your wellness when it comes to raising children and trying to juggle it all. So what do you tell new moms, um, you know, that might be in your position? Yeah. Well, first of all, I define magical self-care as kind of using rituals and holistic practices to connect you to your intuition. So it is like sort of revolves around that intuition piece for sure. But when it comes to trying to practice this as a new mom, um, because I did write my book half while I was pregnant and half after I had my daughter. Um, So it really gave me a new perspective on all of this stuff. And I was like, how do I, how do I do this sort of stuff when, when I am, you know, just so strapped for time and energy and, Yeah, I love, like, again, those little tiny elements that you can add in, kind of like when you're approaching a meal and you don't have much time. Like, I always keep lavender essential oil and peppermint essential oil next to my bed because I always had trouble falling asleep after I was feeding. So I'd, like, use the lavender kind of as a trigger. Now it's time to rest and the peppermint as, like, the time to wake. And just those, like, again, engaging the senses and one of the best things I found with having a child is just getting outside every day Mm -hmm. if you can do it yeah like getting near a tree it doesn't need to be anything fancy but like going for a walk and you can do those things with your child right like you can you can strap them to you if they're really little throw them in the stroller and really just like making that commitment to yourself to connect to nature is huge um uh and um music again being one of the great things that i think can help help support you in those moments that it's really tough where you're just kind of feeling low energy or down or you know you're just going through the roller coaster of the day with little ones just having that soundtrack and having different playlists for like different places where you want to be in your day just it does a lot more than I think we realize. And so you've got Lee, you've got a couple of books, right? Magical self care for everyday life, the new nourishing, delicious plant based comfort food, and then the CBD kitchen. Uh, which is the newest? Is it the CBD kitchen? It's magical self care. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and you talk about creating wellness rituals using tarot, space clearing, breath work. You know, if you had to you know, for a mom out there, paint a picture of what magical self-care would look like in a day. Maybe let's give them um, a routine, you know, like what would they follow in a given day, knowing the demands that childcare can take on, on a mom. So how would you line out their day? Yeah, I, um, this might be controversial, but I wake up early. Um, I wake up before my daughter, I will try to set my alarm. You know, sleep is super important. I wasn't doing this in the early days, like no way. But um, once we got her on some sort of schedule, I started waking up at 5.45 in the morning. You, no one has to do that. I, right. I just love a little bit of space and quiet. But if you can just find a half hour or, you know, even 15 minutes at the beginning of your day to just like, go. I love just making a ritual out of my morning. And that can be just really simple, like doing your hot water with lemon, just taking the time to just do that quietly, breathe. And then what I do is I typically go back to bed and I meditate and then I pull some tarot cards for the day and I journal with that. And 
I got to the point where I was just doing, you know, a 10 minute meditation and a five minute tarot. And that really just filled my cup for the day. Um, and then throughout the day, I really find that it is just having that awareness and that presence where you're able to kind of see where you're kind of, your mind's going a million miles per hour and you're doing all the things and kind of realizing it in that moment and just taking a minute for yourself. And just, it can just be one minute and it can just be breathing again, having a sip of water and really just tuning back into yourself and what you might need in that moment. I think it's really important once we're able to kind of settle ourselves for a minute, asking just those simple questions of like, what do I need right now? Uh, what can I do for myself that's going to help me out throughout this afternoon? Like, how can I wind down in a healthy way tonight? You know, just those little things that'll just help you along the way. I think that that morning is so critical for mothers and families, because if you can kind of set that morning before every, because I feel like as a mom, you know, something always happens every day. So I feel like that morning is such a critical time. So I was curious if we could do something and I don't, if it's not appropriate, let me know, but do you want to do a reading and just show people what you're talking about? Let's Yeah, I'd love to. I think they would Um, benefit from that as well. Well, I actually, um, I pulled a card for this reading right before I got the phone with you. Yeah. I can talk about that because it's one of my favorite cards. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. So the card that I pulled is the Empress. Okay. Um, And it's a little backwards, but um, this is um, the, it's like the fourth card in the deck. And it's one of the big cards. It's one of what we call the major arcana, which are kind of like shifts in your spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. And um, the Empress is all about kind of that abundance mindset and not really abundance in material things or, I mean, we will go into that, but not really about money. Um, it's more abundance in the sense of like, what makes you feel abundant? And it's really like being able to be present with where you are and enjoy the, the sort of pleasures and the senses that um, you have access to in this moment. And it really, it's a card, it's like a, it's a very like divine feminine card. Um, it, these things sometimes can get skewed by the, the tarot, but it's, um, it's really beautiful because it's, it's regardless of gender, that feminine energy is all about kind of receiving and taking that time to rest and recalibrate and kind of allowing for like the space for the magic and, and the things to kind of yeah. come in. And it's not really like that action pursuing part. It's like the pulling back and being like, okay, having gratitude for this moment and kind of letting it flow a little bit more, which is always a message. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So, um, so for example, so you pull that card and that would be warning you or, or giving you the advice to tap into that. Correct. Yeah. So I just, when I, right before I got on call, I just wanted to kind of pull a card that was going to um, give me a little encouragement. And yeah. yeah. The perfect card to give me that encouragement for sure. Wonderful. Do you want to do one more? Sure. Let's yeah. pull a card for you, maybe. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Is that okay? 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, or we could do it for the audience, whichever you prefer. Does not matter. Let's do. Let's do one for for this uh, for your podcast. Okay. Ooh. Um, okay, I pulled the Hermit, which is another big card. Huh, okay. And the Hermit is a really interesting one. I mean, it's come up quite a bit, very literally, in the past um, few so months. Yeah. Um, but it really is a card about um, taking, taking your time and trusting your timing and sort of just going one step in front of the other on your journey. And it's like, it's very much a card about tapping into your wisdom and what you know, and using that to make the next right choice for you. And then the next, like it's a very measured slower card where it really is just asking you, you to tap into, you know, all the knowledge and wisdom that you possess. I feel like that's the energy of the time, right? It's been like forced upon us um, for sure yeah. <laughs> to, to really evaluate and decide what the most important thing is for each of us, you know, moving forward. All right, we have a couple more minutes. You can do one for me. I'm curious to see. Now I'm curious. I want to see okay. what it's up. <laughs> Don't want her to get back to your baby. How's that? All right. She's actually at the pool right now. So. Oh, fun. Ooh, okay. We have um, the Six of Cups which is a card about generosity and kind of expressing what's on your heart, which I think is really beautiful. It's like, it's this lovely energy about kind of, kind of opening up in a way that's almost childlike and it's just like willingness and happiness about sharing what they know and sharing their experiences and yeah, when it comes up, it's always kind of like, oh, um, what do you want to express right now? What's kind of on your heart? Like, are you communicating that with the people you love or with the people in your community? And it's kind of a call or a reminder to do that. I love that. I feel like that's been my mission kind of like the last, you know, six months or so is to really, I guess, because of the forced slowdown, right? Like the forced you know, not having to jump on planes anymore and do all that stuff. Like it's been very much of like, what do I want to say? What is my piece in all of this? All of that. So that's, it's appropriate. I love the idea of using these to journal and tap into your spirit. I feel like journaling itself is such a power, powerful tool. And maybe this makes journaling even that much more powerful. So I think it's a great little you know, something unique and different that people can use to really tap into their intuition and ask themselves those tougher questions when they may not be able just to write or just to meditate or just to breathe. Those things are sometimes really hard. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out to talk to me today. If people want to connect with you, where would they go and all that other good stuff? Um, yeah. Most people can find me on Instagram. I love Instagram. I do um, tarot polls most days of the week. So you can find me at Leah, L-E-A-H dot Vander, V-A-N-D-E-R. Awesome. Well, for everybody else, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Superwoman Wellness. Remember that we are on Spotify as well. So please rate and review it and share it with your friends. And I will see you guys next time.